Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with your host, Sarah Cohan. I am so excited about today's episode. I know I'm excited about like every episode, but like I'm very excited about this episode. I brought on my friend who's a healer, clairvoyant. Um, she does sound healings, both private and then also group sound healings um, over in Berkeley. And her name is Natalie Lobo. She's also a high priestess, and she also officiated my wedding. So she's played definitely a huge part in my spiritual healing journey. And I mentioned during the show that she actually started my healing journey. So I just thought I'd like elaborate on that a little bit here because I didn't really talk about it during um, our discussion. But um, when I met her, I didn't really have a spiritual practice or wasn't really like meditating or kind of working on myself. Not that I need to work on myself, but like, you know, now I am blah, 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 blah. So just being in a room and being silent and meditating with a bunch of other people while she's playing these gorgeous crystal bowls and believing in the power of healing energy, like cleansing my body and like going through me was, it was the first time I had ever experienced that. And I went to like a few of her group sound healings. She did them in, um, can't even remember Lafayette and then another one in Oakland and a few at the green Yogi in Berkeley. And I just started going more and more often because it felt like when I left this, the group healing session, group sound healing session, I always felt better and I didn't know how to meditate. And that always like, kind of made me feel uncomfortable. I have this saying where like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it really well, which is like a whole thing that I'm looking at within myself. (laughs) And, um, it was just like a, she provided a safe space for about an hour to lie down and like turn the brain off and listen to some dope tunes Basically, I mean, it's not really like mainstream music, but it is like sound and then um, walk away just feeling like really, really refreshed. So and then she also she pulls tarot. She um, taught one of my improv groups that I coached how to read tarot cards so that they could do that as their opener and they would do comedy based on the reading that they would give to someone. And so um, she's definitely been a huge part of my life and I love embracing kind of um, the more spiritual occult side of life. And it's definitely because of her. So it means a lot to me to have her on the show. And I'm really excited for her to talk about what she's passionate about and what she does in her sessions. And then um, we actually finished the episode with a sound healing. And it's about five minutes long. And I highly, or sorry, two minutes long. And I highly recommend sticking around at the end to listen to this and just enjoy, soak it in. <laughs> I'm so excited to welcome today Natalie Lobo. She is a sound healer, a clairvoyant counselor. She does energy work. She's a transmedium healing, or she does transmedium healings. Um, and she's also a high priestess. <laughs> she officiated my wedding, and she's also a really good friend. So I'm really, really, really excited to have her on the show. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So um, you do so much healing work, which is really cool. It's actually you helped inspire kind of the start of my healing journey. Yeah, so long ago, just attending a large group workshop um, of sound healing. And I've been to a few ever since and just really helped me connect to 
kind of like who I am. And then also meditation, like just being in a room and like meditating silently while you're just like working around us with gongs and bowls and whatever else you got going on there. So I would love to just start at the beginning with you. Okay. When did you realize that you were clairvoyant and that you had this passion for sound healing? Right. So um, my first like metaphysical experience or um, transpersonal experience was when I was in seventh grade. And I was reading this book called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, and I can't pronounce that right, but that's as good as it'll get. And I was reading this book as after school one day, and it was when I, I had this like um, very profound like awakening of unity consciousness, of unconditional love, and I was that little girl who was like, "The plants are alive! Like I can feel oh, them!" Wow. And just this like over abundance of like love and expansion, and so. That, I don't know if I would call that clairvoyance, but that started the whole curiosity around what's going on. There's so much more. And that turned into the adults are lying to me. Nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, really give it um, the dark night of the soul was probably when I was, you know, in high school. And I was just really, you know, upset, alone and isolated, but very, very curious. So I think it was my curiosity that really propelled me into searching, into seeking, into taking workshops, to meeting people, to picking their brain, trying to find the answers, which are all inside. Oh, love that. Obviously. Obviously. But, um, so yeah, so just, you know, being, you know, at this time I'm like 18 years old and I'm finding out about Reiki and the tarot and my mind's blown. And then, you know, after that, living with that, there was actually some courses in college that I took around meditation and guided imagery healing or holistic health and like my teachers bringing shamans into the classroom, like on my birthday. So I'm like, what does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you know, just being like a young, a young person, very influential, very um, curious and um, I met a woman in Marin who did shamanism. So I did like a, an apprenticeship with her for a few years. I've done, you know, sound healing, the acutonics, which I still do now. Um, did their whole program, acupressure, um, Michael Harner's core shamanism, like you name it. And so the most recent thing um, that I've been exploring and really passionate about is the transmedium work. And that was, you know, it's, it's hard to say like, oh, I, I accomplished this program. I have a PhD and da, 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 because it's, it's yourself, you know, it's self-exploration. It's very personal. Even the whole psychic clairvoyant thing, the whole point of it is to see energy so you can see yourself. So you know what's going on inside of you. It's not about doing like party tricks or your mom's favorite recipe was spaghetti. You know, it's, it's none of this like tricks and shows and glamour. It's, it's really more personal. And one of the premises in that is what you can see in someone else, you likely have in yourself too. So that's where, again, you get curious and you're like, oh, like what's going on with that? And so that also eliminates any judgment that you might have. Cause you're like, oh, that person has a lot of dark energy. And it's like, well, do I have any dark energy? And it's like, of course, don't we all? So it's, yeah. So it really becomes a lot more, a lot more personal, but yeah, the transmedium stuff. It was uh, a school and a program that I did also in Marin. It was a five-year program on transmediumship, which is channeling. Um, and yeah, and now I'm teaching classes there and running some of the healing clinics there. And it's lovely. Amazing. Yeah. 
So oh the my journey gosh. wasn't really linear, you know. I wish it would be like, oh, I, you know, knew I wanted to be a doctor and I went to med school, but it was, it's more like just getting really curious about, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. I love that and trusting it. Like it's not the most mainstream path, right? So it's, I think it's a very brave path to go down, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, talk to me about channeling. How does that feel on your body? <laughs> Good question. So. How I see channeling and how I do channeling is, um, again, it's it's an internal process. And channeling, you're working from your crown chakra. So that's your truth, your information, your connection to the divine. It's also if you choose to work with spirit guides or healing guides, then it's best, how I see it's best to do it from the crown. You don't necessarily want to become a different person <laughs> or channel an entire different, you know, entity inside your body. But so for me, whenever I do clairvoyant readings, psychic readings or transmedium work, I have my own internal process, my own meditation space where I learn how to turn down my lower three chakras. So that's survival information. That's emotional information. That's like the third chakra would be like the pushy control resistance information. And that helps me kind of lift up into center of my head or into my crown. And so it's from that place, I'll start to run energy through my body and, you know, decide whether I want to work with a guide or um, just channel my own, my own light. And what it feels like to answer your question, <laughs> it feels like like a lifting and it feels like I'm I'm up here. I'm exploring the space above above myself. So it's I feel taller. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That is awesome. And it's always really fun to watch you work. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, how did you, I guess you kind of already talked about this, but how did you embrace this gift? Like this is a difficult path, like I said. So I'm curious, were there moments where you're like, Fuck this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to hear these spirits. I don't want to have right. to do this work. Yeah, there's actually been a lot of it. I think that there's this myth of um, love and light and it's all, you know, and that kind of can tear on the side of spiritual escapism, which I'm not a proponent of. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm more like, let's get in the body. Let's explore what's going on here in the body and in the space around us. Not so much about um, taking off and just being blissed out all the time. So there's definitely been some challenging moments, some fearful moments, some a lot of uncertainty. But again, that's all part of the process because you're working, you're working things out. You're working your own stuff out. You're in relationship to the world around you, the universe around you, and you're you're in relationship. So you're always working it. It's never like oh, I conquered my first chakra, now I'm done, I'm enlightened. Mm. It's like you might get to that enlightened place and then you have to go through life and go grocery shopping, you know? Or, <laughs> you know, life like life continues. So there's there's always this, this dynamic movement of contraction and expansion, enlightenment and the lack thereof. So it's, yeah. Oh, I love like, They can turn it off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sorry, guys. We fixed our microphone um, so you can enjoy some better audio now. Um, and we're back. Um, so what is sound healing? I know this is a long, like, I'm sure the answer is very long and I'm looking forward to hearing, like, all parts of it. Right. So my approach around sound healing is all matter. All matter, chairs, tables, you and I, is vibration. 
And science can tell us that. And what is vibration? Vibration is sound and light. So when we're using sound healing, we're kind of going back to the building blocks of our structures of what we're holding energetically. And those can be like thoughts, thought forms, uh, patterns, beliefs, and it can also be pain in the body. It can be more like a sprained ankle or a stiff neck. And so using sound healing, whether it's the gongs or the acutonics tuning forks, we are, I am trying to find a correct resonance. And so to look at it from an emotional perspective, if you have somebody that's dealing with more depressive thoughts or anxiety or kind of the heavier, you know, the heavier dark night of the soul parts of life's experience, you're not going to say, go be happy, go outside and play because they're going to say, F you, I want to hang out in my dungeonous cave of darkness. (laughs) Way more comfortable. (laughs) Right. And so, so what you do is, and that can be the same for pain, even like a, like a physical injury. It's, you can't force, you can't push it, but you can find a match. And with a match, you're like, okay, we're, I'm going to find the resonance of where you are and I'm going to help build a bridge to take you out of there. So it's like, Hey, I see you down in that cave. I'm going to come down there with you and we're going to, you know, take our steps out at your own pace when you're ready. So it's, it's more like empathy or resonance and entrainment. So then the other part of sound healing is, yeah, there's resonance and matching, but then there's also entrainment. And that's the whole like pulling somebody out, getting them to match, say, a different frequency, a different archetype, a different myth, a different reality. So for those astrologers out there who understand the map of, you know, the planets and the archetypes and mythology, if you're working with someone with those more depressive tendencies, you would maybe play for them like Pluto. And maybe you would use like Pluto and Saturn. And that's like, oh, Pluto's like the underworld. It's Hades. It's darkness. It's struggle. That's the shadow side. The more high side would be um, raw power, sexuality, death, birth, transformation. And so listening to that, they're already starting to match and come into right relationship with that frequency. And you might play it with Saturn, which is like, you know, the high side of Saturn. And, you know, there's a lot of talk of the Saturn return, but the high side of Saturn is like structure. It's career. It's Um, feeling the support of, you know, a good father with healthy boundaries. And so, but the shadow side of Saturn would be more like critical father or what are you doing with your life or this more heavy aspect, but you play it for them and they go, oh my God, that's how I feel. And they can release, they can take a deep breath. And then you might make a bridge. Then you might say, okay, well, let's still stick with that Pluto underworld and we'll match it with Chiron. Chiron is um, has the archetype of the wounded healer. And so Chiron offers another bridge. Chiron is a healer. Chiron is an herbalist. Chiron is a teacher. Chiron is the centaur that taught Western civilization how to read and write and excel in our intellect and all of these kinds of things. And so Chiron says, hey, I see you down there hanging out with Hades and Pluto, and I'm going to, we're just going to elevate it a little bit. And then you might take Chiron and go with, say, Mercury, because Mercury is about like messages, like, why are you down there anyways? And Mercury is very 
fast. So Mercury is the only, you know, god in the pantheon that can go down into Hades and lift you up into Mount Olympus. So you might take Mercury, Virgo, um, <laughs> Gemini, and you might say, okay, I see you're there. Are you ready to go? Let's go. We're on our way out. And so you fly out and then you might do Mercury with Venus, with love and beauty, and, <laughs> and, you know, so on and so forth. And then by the end of the session, your client, your friend, your family member has been able to on maybe even a nonverbal level, have some kind of inner experience, have some kind of a shift, have some kind of um, of a release. Uh, yeah. I love that. So that's sound healing. That's the acutonics form of sound healing. The other part of sound healing would be like uh, the notes and the crystal bowls and the octaves and things like that. So that's a little bit of a different map. And in, I know a lot of us have seen crystal bowls or tuning forks with, you know, solfagio or all of this stuff. And what that is, is I see that on a chakra map. So let's see. C, the note of C has to do with your first chakra, your root chakra, the red one, if you're going to go there, which has to do with safety and survival and instinct. So then you go up to C, so then you go to D, and D would be the second chakra, which is the orange one, the sacral chakra, which is more emotional and I often see ancestral patterning there. And then the yellow one, E, so that's your solar plexus, your willpower. And then F is the heart, G is the throat, A is the center of your head, your third eye center. And then B is your crown chakra, your truth, your connection to the divine. Wow. Yeah. And so Natalie just did a session for me um, before we started recording, which was amazing. <laughs> we'll get into it. Great. But um, you used a mixture of bowls and then the acutonics, which are the tuning forks. Is that Correct. right? And then gongs. Like there was like a whole symphony going on. So I'm curious, like how do you meld those all together? Right. That's good. So that's um, that's my own intuitive dance. That's uh. my own checking in with you. So as a practitioner, I'm always checking in with the client on the table. I'm always you know, what's going on with them. There's none of this like, well, I know and my agenda is your problem is this. There's none of that. That's just ridiculous. And that's taking out, uh, that's taking actually the client out of the situation and forcing your own egoic, you know, agenda. So I usually always start with some kind of grounding because it's a really vulnerable place to have a client, a family member, a friend on a, on a table to begin with. So mm. my original intention is to create some kind of safety. And so that might be with the gongs, that might be with the earth grounding tuning forks, that might be with um, my big C crystal bowl, <laughs> which is also very grounding. So I'm like, okay, we're going to ground this person and then we're going to create a gentle opening. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who know a little bit about music theory, I often use thirds for that. And for the acupuncturists out there, I use, will often do that on the four gates which is a way to kind of let the body open and release and expand. And then from there, I'm always checking in with the client. I'll be like, okay, is this, am I going to use Pluto? And I'll muscle test and which is a way of kind of using a pendulum. You can use a pendulum if you want to, but I'll often just muscle test with my finger. Okay. Well, my idea is, okay, I think Sarah, I think I'm going to use Mercury with Sarah and I'm like, nope. Okay, that's a no. All right, back to the drawing board. Okay, what about Jupiter? Yep, that's testing strong. Okay. And so then, okay, well, what am I going to use Jupiter with? Okay, what about Chiron? You know, okay, great. We're going to heal some old wounds and bring in positive high side of father aspect of joy and expansion. Okay, that's testing strong. So then I play him for her. And that's part of the song and the dance. I'm sensing, I'm feeling and okay, where am I going to put that? Where am I going to go? And that 
is also part of the intuitive process. It's also part of the course materials that I've learned, you know, through taking all of these classes. Okay. Uh, Jupiter has an affinity for the liver. Okay, maybe we're gonna maybe we're gonna work on the liver, or maybe mm. I'm feeling guided to bring these to her knees because maybe she's ready to open up her own path. Knee chakras, knee joints they they kind of point you in the direction of where you're going. Mm. So there's this there's this constant checking in and never asserting my own agenda, having my own insights and my own intuition and listening and being open, but also kind of tracking. Uh, what's going on that's a lot of work <laughs> I'm so i did impressed. it really fast too <laughs> like, i am so impressed yeah. and things were came up, that came up for me during this session which um were like forgiveness and then really a deep sense of calm and then excitement i was like oh my god i can't wait to talk to natalie about all these different things <laughs> but in like more of a centered grounded way um which felt so good so thank you great it was really lovely yeah. yeah okay so it sounds like sound healing has even more I'm just like such a no I feel like I'm learning so much while we're talking even though I've done so many sound healings with you so I'm curious it sounds like sound healing incorporates so many healing modalities is there a connection between astrology and sound healing because you keep talking about the acutonics connected to the planets is that coming in as you're working on the client? Right, absolutely. So acutonics is a form of sound healing that incorporates um, psychology, mythology, astrology, and physiology. Wow. And so you take Venus, for example, that's often a very well-known archetype that are that everyone kind of has some kind of relationship or familiarity with. And Venus has to do with love and beauty and art and not perfection. It's, oh, I don't have everything in the recipe. Oh, no, what am I going to do? It's like Venus would say, make your own recipe, just use what you got and have fun. And it's going to be a beautiful mess. And so you have somebody say maybe working with some perfection issues, you might use Mercury first, but then you might put a layer of Venus in there to invite them to open up to the beauty and to the expansiveness of that. And so that would be kind of like the archetype in the psychology uh, mythology. And then uh, physiologically, Venus has to do with blood circulation and inflammation. I see Venus as the sweetness of life. So you can think diabetes, you can think sugar addictions, you might have them listen to Venus to kind of resonate and come into right relationship with all that Venus holds. So not all sound healing uses the planets, but the sound healing that I do does. Rad. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. The earth that we started or you started with an earth tuning fork. And it was just like, okay, yeah, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Cool. <home. laughs> I don't know where it was just there for a second, but I'm back here. <laughs> right. Still on part. Yep. That's so cool. I love that. It's so complex. So I've been to um, several group sound healings that you do. Do you still do this? I guess not anymore. Not really. I'm starting to do ones in the backyard of like clients backyard that have like six people, nice. you know, so I'll bring all the gongs and the bowls and have them do a glorified meditation space with the sound healing, but that social distancing, social distancing. All, safe, safe, all safety precautions. Yeah. Well, I've done it with in my um, team from work once before and uh, several group healings, which I'm sure will start up again, hopefully sometime soon. Who knows? Um, and then you do solo sessions, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Are there any other, like, are you ever recording or... 
Not yet. I'm too much of a perfectionist with um, <laughs> sound quality. So I'm still kind of working that space. I love that. Yeah. Well, I would hope I help you offer that someday because your work is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So another offering that I have is to do these personalized subconscious reprogramming meditations. And during during our session, I really get to see and learn so much about you and look at and understand and talk about what your own personal limiting beliefs might be or views of the world that might be preventing you from creating the life that you want. So during these sessions, we're really exploring and expanding and noticing where we are holding our own limits and blocks. And with these subconscious reprogramming meditations, What I do is create a guided meditation specific to you and what you are working on and what you are wanting to manifest, create, expand in your own personal life. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And those often include sound healing as well. Love that. Um, Okay, so I feel like you did this a little bit, but walk us through a few of the bowls and the forks, maybe just like your favorite ones. Favorite bowls and favorite forks. It's it's changing often. (laughs) It's changing often and always. So there's this, you know, most most people like the F because the F is the heart, and there's all this like heart chakra again, that love and light and expansion on the heart. But how I see the heart chakra is really more about your own personal self affinity. It's easy to project outward, like I love flowers, you know, but I hate myself, you know. So there's this, you know, disconnect. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's actually really funny um, to see. You know, some because I sell the bowls also. I'm a vendor for Crystal Tones. And so it's funny to have people say, I really want an A because an A is going to help me open my third eye. And they get it and they hate it. And I'm like, yeah, there's some energy in that third eye that you just don't wow. really want to look at. huh? So it's really interesting. But um, my personal favorites, I often use the sun. Uh, those are the sun tuning forks are the ones that kind of got me interested in acutonics in the first place because it's a way of doing a clearing for somebody. You can play them um, and you're always using two tuning forks, but play a, a full octave of the sun and that helps clear, say, any residue, any darkness, any entities, any, you know, anything that can't live under the brightness of the sun. So that's kind of what those are kind of my always go to mm, uh, go to tuning forks. And I use Chiron a lot because Chiron helps create that bridge to seeing, like, I see where you are. I see the pain that you're in. Let's evolve. Mm, I love that. Wounded mm-hmm. healer. My fave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mean. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And what about bowls? Because I've seen you at the end of, like, group healings. You'll be like, come play with the bowls. And everyone's right. like, they're like, oh, my God, this purple one is so beautiful. Or, like, mm-hmm. what's in them do you think that, like, is – why do people gravitate towards it? And is it like the metal in them or is it the sound? Like, what do you think? That's a great question. I think it's um, as simple as the law of attraction, mm. <laughs> which is, you know, like attracts like. So it's that's it's so fun to watch, too, because to see the people that are like, oh, I really like this orange one. And it's like, oh, that's the grandmother alchemy. You know, it really helps, you know, with incorporating and looking at and honoring the sacred side of like the crone or the wise woman or grandmother and they're like oh that's what's going on in my life or my grandmother just died and it's like that's probably why you were drawn to that because that's good medicine for you but yeah so all of the colored bowls are um all of the bowls are made out of uh, quartz crystal and then the colored ones are they have different gemstones in them. So like Larimar or Malachite or Citrine. And Citrine's my favorite these mm. days, um, which is a really beautiful orangey yellow crystal for power and abundance. But I just, I really like it because to use it as like a, a cleanser. Mm. And the one that I have is an A. So that's your third eye chakra. So it's good for clearing your mind 
But then for the other ones, I really like uh, the grounding ones. I, I think my second favorite would be the the big C. It's like a 16 inch C because it's a it's a good container. It's like Aww. no more BS. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about the gongs too. The this uh, the big one behind us. It's um it's a symphonic gong. But whenever I play it, it's like no bullshit can survive here. Whatever lies you're telling yourself, they got to go. True. <laughs> Gone. Right, yeah. And it's also very grounding, right? Because it's like, you know, you can't really be too flighty when there's this huge metal, like, da da da. Oh, yeah, totally. Heavy metal. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. During one of your sound hailings, I, like, literally took a meditative journey. I was like, okay, I have zero, I didn't have any intention for the meditation except to just like, surrender. And I was just like, I was like flying through outer space and then I was like back on earth, but I was like going into the earth and it was like, I was all over the place. It was so fucking rad. It was rad. I, I think it was the gong. It was very mm-hmm. mystical. I know it's very grounding, but it was also like, have right. some fun. <laughs> right. Great. Well, I also have the Neptune gong, which is, yeah, that might be part of that. Ah, <laughs> just a little flighty. Yeah. Dreamy. Astro plane. Oh, I love that. So I love talking to healers about what their process is because I find um, their processes to be like next level, kind of like grounding and clearing and emptying out. So I'm curious, what is your process? First, I want to hear what your process is when you work with a client, which you kind of already talked about. And then I want to hear what your personal process is for like preparing for them. And then also Mm -hmm. like once they leave, like how do you empty out? Good question. Yes. So my process for when they come is simply to just be curious and to just listen. A lot of people just feel so much better being able to get it out. So listening and just letting people talk and just being an active listener. And again, just like watching and tracking and being as present as I can for them, because together we're kind of creating a container for their healing, their evolution, their growth. And all healing is, is it's a change, right? It's a glorified change. It's um, an expansion And so when a client gets here, my job is to just be as open and present as possible. And then within a session, the first thing I do is I I always do a reading unless somebody like specifically only wants sound healing. And the the primary part of my practice is to do like the clairvoyant counseling or the transmediumship. And that's actually a really fun process because I'm sitting in my chair, you know, they're often lying on the table and it's a complete stranger. And I just close my eyes and I go into my meditative space. I go into my process of closing down the survival centers or the competition or the, you know, emotional stuff because I don't need any of that. I need to be able to see. So I close my eyes and I go into that process and I start to get impressions or I create an image or a postulation of like, okay, this is this person sitting in front of me. Like, what do they, what do they want me to talk about? What do they want to know? And then I'll let that image start to fill up with their energy. So I'm not going in someone's space. I'm not dissecting anything. I'm not crossing any boundaries. The client's always 100% in control of what they want to let go of and what they don't. But my job is to identify patterns, identify limiting beliefs, identify if there's other people's energy in their space. And how I do that is through um, the use of my own maps. So the maps I use are the chakra map, the physiological map, I'm a big fan of traditional Chinese medicine and Taoism. Mm. So I use, you know, acupuncture and the elements. And so when I look at someone's energy, I kind of let them show me what they want to show me. So for, and I'm always, I'm always curious. And sometimes I say things and I'm like, why, why did, why I'm just going to say it. Fine. Go for it. So a fun example was, you know, again, complete stranger comes in and 
lies down on the table and I just get this flash of like a World War II like nurse image and I see this woman like stitching and I'm like all right here we go <laughs> like she you know this this complete stranger can be like you're nuts or you know that doesn't make any sense but she pops up and she says I'm a nurse now and I'm like wow that's so cool like whether it's a past life I don't know I'm not really with past lives I'm not really so interested it's kind of like a like gimmicky or like oh a party trick i'm interested but why like okay so okay great so that world war ii that nurse thing popped up okay why it's not just to prove that i'm psychic there's information there what's the information and so i tap it and i'm like oh she's still in that pattern oh she used to caretake to survive and now she's still in that pattern of caretaking to survive and so I'm noticing that you're still caretaking to survive. I see, you know, and then I start to see different images of, wow, do you often feel like you're the caretaker in in all of your relationships, like even at home or in your family or, you know, with this person, that person? She's like, yes, like I like that's who I am. And it's actually really hard because there's not really a lot of space for myself. And so Mm. that's the aha. Mm. It's not the cool. I see you were, you know, a nurse in a past life. It's like that's it's doesn't mean anything until you apply it to the present moment. Right. And so what was interesting about that is then I saw this picture of like, or this image of a woman and I tapped it and I'm like, that kind of feels senses to be like a sister. So do you have a sister? Yeah, I have a sister. We don't get along. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, to not to like drag it out, but it turns out that her sister kind of resents her because she's always trying to caretake her. (laughs) And it's like, okay, so you don't have to take care of your sister anymore. And she would probably really appreciate it if you could back up a little bit. And if you're wanting more space for yourself anyways, then you don't have to take on that job. You get to relax. Mm. You get to take a break. And then it's like, oh, great. I don't have to carry that. Awesome. So there's that's the progression. And there's potentially even the healing for her relationship with her sister. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's nice. It's always the present time. Okay, past life this, past life that, but why? Why is why? it showing up? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's and fun. how cool for that healing. Do you yeah. give your clients homework? Is there like... Not often. I, I, I often feel that everyone has advice and everyone's trying to get in our heads and tell you what you should do. Like, you should take a yoga class and you should read this book and you should, should, should. But again, I really think that all of our answers are inside of us. Mm. And so if... I do give homework. It's often just to practice grounding, which mm. is, you know, a really simple process of just coming back home into the body and connecting to the planet. And that itself can be can help you also release, like release the day or release, you know, stress or other people's influence and getting people out of your head, getting yeah. people out of your space. So grounding mm. is is often the um, the one thing I'll recommend, oh, I but I that. trust that people can explore their own process and find their own information yeah. on what to do. I love that. You're a hands-off healer. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Especially in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you prepare personally, like before they arrive and then after they leave? So before they arrive, I'm grounding myself. I usually get here about like a half an hour before my first client just to to get grounded, to get all of the details squared away, to run my energy, to be in my own meditative process, and to just also to set the space. So I do some work on owning and grounding the room that I'm in, owning and grounding myself, running my earth and cosmic energy, and running my energy just kind of helps me. It does also help me clean out, but it helps me prep. So it gets me prepared for when a client comes. 
And then after they leave, I, again, close my eyes and go into my meditative space. I might ground or might work from that transmedium space. But I often look at what do I have, what do I have in common with that person? What's, what's the match? Is it, is it, am I also a caretaker? Mm. Am I also trying to force my agenda or try to heal somebody that doesn't want it? Like in the case of the sisters or, you know, what, what's kind of going on? Where am I, am I still healing that person even though they left? Mm. And so I just kind of do a little self check-in and do whatever process I do to separate from that. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. And how about after they leave? Like, do you have to clean your bowls or anything? No. Or? No. no. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> but now I spray everything with alcohol all the right, time. Right, right, right. So of course. there's that of literal training. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. So what are, what are your tips um, for our listeners to embrace, like small steps to embrace their innate psychic gifts? Ground, ground, ground. <laughs> that's that. that's so important because, so and it is so easy, and it helps you release and separate from you know other people and other influences. The shoulds, I love. Oh, I got a case of the shoulds, you oh. know, and it's just moving some of that stuff out of your space and to get curious and sure, find teachers if you if you want to find teachers, but to really know that you have all of your own answers inside of yourself. And just taking, even if it's just like, you know, three minutes, five minutes to just be with yourself, to close your eyes, to sit down, to put your feet on the ground and be comfortable and just begin to say hello to yourself, to recognize yourself and to trust your intuition. And you might not always know why, like I might not know why these images are coming at, but they, they all, it all tend to make sense in the long run. So to ground yourself. And then if you're really interested in your own clairvoyance, your own psychic ability, maybe you start to bring your attention and awareness into the center of your head. Mm-hmm. That's your ability to see. That's that that sixth chakra space where you can create an image, where you can visualize. And that's the pineal gland. That's your ability to see. And that's clairvoyance. Is, clairvoyance mm-hmm. is clear seeing. Oh, yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I hope that's inspiring for any of you out there to become a high priestess yourself, <laughs> priest, whichever one, whichever one you identify with. So, uh, well, this is, I find this stuff fascinating. Is there anything else you want to share with us about your work? I don't think so. I feel yeah. pretty complete. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I um, really hope that um, people come and find you. Thank you. For some some healings. So I'm curious, um, how can people get in touch, find you on social media? What's your what's your avenues? Right. So there's my website, which is my name, Natalie Labue, L-O-B-U-E. And um, my office is in Berkeley, and it's huge. It is. <laughs> Very spacious. It's huge. And it's gorgeous. So, and we can each sit next to an open window and be 10 feet apart from each other. So I am doing sessions as long as Governor Newsom continues to let me do so. And then I also do a lot of online and Zoom sessions, and that's really great for readings and healings as well. So... Yeah, I do Instagram, but it's I'm not super active on it. So yeah, if you're if you're curious, if you have any questions, just give me a call, a text, or an email, and we can work. We can work anything. We can work relationships. We can work career. We can work physical ailments. We can, you know, if you have no idea but you're just curious, that that's fine too. And mm-hmm. it's it's a really fun, magical, expansive, healing experience that's completely centered around you. And I actually think it's okay to be self-centered. <laughs> 
I agree. You don't tip over into the extreme, but it's nice to be centered. And it's, yeah, it's it's a good process to give to yourself. Oh, I love that. I've been um, having a romance with myself over the last couple of months. Oh. Uh-huh. It's... <laughs> It's steamy. I'm not, not going to lie. It is, like, hot and steamy. Um, but I've been listening to a heart opening, um, or sorry, the heart chakra sound healing on Inside Timer, and it's just been phenomenal. Phenomenal. So if you're doing any kind of, like, healing work, grounding work, I think that sound healing can just be a really nice kind of, like, accompaniment to tune up whatever you're working on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, like that? I do. So clever. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited because Natalie's going to do a giveaway. Yeah. Natalie's actually going to give away one a free session to one lucky winner. You want to tell us about that? Sure. So this can be either in person or on Zoom or FaceTime, whatever works for you. And it'll be a one-hour session where we can do some of that clairvoyant counseling work, that transmedium work. And if it's in person, we can absolutely do some sound healing. And in those sessions, we actually have plenty of time to cover many different topics. So there's a lot of versatility and I work really fast anyway. So come with as many questions as you have, or if you just want to experience something new and exciting, just bring it on. I love that. Oh, so to enter to win, all you're going to do is follow both of our social media accounts, our Instagram accounts, and then leave a review for the show. So you can follow me at a very easy handle, <laughs> Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, shine, underscore, shines, plural, S-H-I-N-E-S, underscore, on, O-N. You can follow Natalie. It's my name. It's Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, dot, Labu, L-O-B-U-E. Super simple. And you get tons of fun, sound healing, beautiful pics of crystal balls, photos. Um, and then also just leave a review for the show. So to do that, just go to Apple Podcasts and you can tell us how much you love it. Woohoo! So thank you so much, Natalie. This has been amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited. That was so fun. Yeah.
Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful sound healing. Natalie has such a gift. Seriously, I can't get enough. And she does sell those bowls. So if you want one of those bowls for your house, you go and get one because they're just magical. They're fun to play. They're fun to, you know, bang around softly, softly. You don't want to break it, but like have um, just to like do a quick like energy, you know, cleanse it all out. All right, you guys, that's it for me. I'm um, not going to be here next week. I'm celebrating my one year wedding anniversary. Woohoo! We made it. And it's, yeah, it feels like a big deal to me. So I'm excited. Um, and so. I will see you the following week with another fresh episode. I'm just so excited, you guys. And if you love the show and it uh, reminds you of a friend or if you think a friend would like to listen to it, please send it to them. I'm so grateful for um, all of the listeners that we have and always looking to grow. So that would be amazing. Thank you.